A word from our sponsor, Von Seger Designs is a small Nebraska custom woodworking business making hand-burned customized wood pieces to be a statement in any room. Working with clients every step of the way, from hand-selecting the wood to customizing the design Von Segrin Designs, makes the process as smooth as possible. Specializing in items from themed bar carts and tables to cutting boards and signs so that you can show your team pride all year round. Show your Husker support in a unique and functional way. When you work with Von Segrin Designs, you support small businesses throughout the region. Allow Von Segrin Design to create a custom, fresh, hand-burned piece wood for your home or business. You can link up with them at V-O-N-S-E-G-G-E-R-D-N-E-S-I-1 and at V-O-N-S-E-G-G-E-R-N underscore designs. So check them out on Facebook and Twitter and uh, Instagram as well. Uh, go Big Red, and uh, let's start the podcast. to throw down toward the goal line going up ball tipped in the air touchdown Jordan Westerkamp Nebraska wins the game on the final play of the contest oh baby far side back to throw is Martinez now being chased throws it out a flat Burkhead makes a catch sets a tackle 25-20 Rex Burkhead touchdown Nebraska is going on members of the congregation we are here on a special tuesday night podcast it's got to be special to get us uh get us on the mics on a tuesday so let's get rolling fitz how are you buddy i'm doing all right doing all right uh kind of a little bit different doing this on a on a tuesday i don't know if i'm more tired or less tired but uh we're uh i'm excited and, and, and ready to go with this uh with this podcast i'm excited yeah and we haven't replaced your ass yet so that's a good thing right I'm, I'm working on it days at a time, days at a time. There's always time. Let's talk to your boss here. Drake, how are you, bud? You know, after, uh, after this upcoming scheduling fiasco, we have this upcoming Sunday. Fitz is definitely gone. Yeah. Yeah. We need him for one more, one more recording after this one. You're using me for my guests. I see how it is. (laughs) Yes. I'm glad that you now know that. Speaking of guests, Drake, what do you have for us? I have new defensive correct quality control coach coach west fleming how are you doing tonight i'm doing good guys appreciate you having me on we are we are excited so uh i'm just gonna i'm gonna jump into it coach you've uh, been around the midwest a lot you know midland um you were most recently at army you've been on both sides of the ball offense and defense uh can you tell us a little bit more about what what it means the title means quality control coach and what your day-to-day role is yeah absolutely um 
kind of the main the main thing that we do is we want to make sure everything is ready for the position coaches. So whether that's um, you know drills at practice, making sure those are set up for the next period, um, but really it's more of the off the field um, game planning, kind of getting uh, a little bit of an insight into the next week, and then really. Um, when it comes down to just any of your day-to-day stuff, making sure the playbook's updated, making sure, um, you know, anything they need, the practice scripts are ready, the call sheets ready. Um, it kind of gives you an insight um, on kind of what you got to be able to do um, as a position coach and being able to have everything prepared. And, um, you know, along the way, you get to build that relationship with the players and the rest of the staff. Um, so. A lot of added bonuses to it. You know, it's a, one thing that I like being a guy who just enjoys football, like you said, you know, coaching on both sides of the ball and everything, is you really get a look at kind of what everyone's doing around the country um, week to week. So there's a lot of pros to it. Um, this is my second year in a um, quality control role, like you mentioned at, at Army. But, um, you know, I'm really – I got here about uh, three, four weeks ago-ish, so – um, I'm ready for, uh, for next week to get rolling and, uh, you know, get on the practice field. Would you, would you kind of consider yourself a, um, a quick riser in this profession? You, you started at St. Ambrose, what, 2015 after you got done playing there. Yes, um, sir. and now you've gone, you know, um, uh, Kansas Wesleyan Midlands, and I might have those, um, in the wrong order. And then most recently, as Drake said, army. And now here you are in Nebraska. Do you um, do you do you kind of look at yourself like that, or is this maybe more common in terms of the progression for someone your age and in um, experience in the profession? Um, I think yes and no. I think the there's no one straight path in the coaching profession. I think uh, you know if you asked me when I was uh five years ago if it was a quick rise I would say no because you know when you you GA for two and a half three years and um you know putting all the work in and doing all that and um you know the the thing that I can say that I think has helped me the most is I had a lot of really good people that helped me on the way up um not only just um you know the X's and O's football wise but really guide me on know how to how to manage time well um how to teach how to lead um I think that all kind of hones into what you know your next opportunity presents itself so I got the opportunity um to go work with Matt Drinkle at Kansas Wesleyan so he actually recruited me out of high school um in 2010 or 2011 whenever that was and he was the offensive coordinator at St. Ambrose and, you know, we had to go against them in practice every day and it was a, it was a fun battle all the time. So um, I really jumped at that opportunity and um, he's the, he's what got me in uh, my foot in the door on the offensive side of the ball. And, um, you know, that kind of propelled me a little bit and got me my first coordinating spot and, um, you know, working with him there, um, and then on top of that, go getting that um, that job at Midland, working there for two years and having full control of the offense there, that was really kind of something that um, made me step up. You know, I was I think I was like 24, 25 at the time, um, you know, running the offense. But even there, I got there. There was great people there. Um, and, and that's really what 
I, uh, I know I'm kind of rambling a little bit, but no, no, no this no. is good. This is great. That's what, that's what makes this profession great is if you surround yourself with the right people, they'll help you get to where you want to go. And then it just, the older I get, the more I want to do to, you know, return the favor with that. So Quentin Carter, who's actually a GA here on defense, I coached him four years ago, you know, and now he's sitting at the desk next to me. So that's kind of a really cool thing that um, might be the first time that I've got to experience uh, a guy that played for me directly in my position group is now coaching with me. So um, really a cool experience for me. Well, somebody, if somebody identified something in you, an ability, like you said, could be teaching, could be leadership, just could be understanding that that beautiful mind of understanding the X's and O's, and then you're being able you're able to to turn around and do the same thing for Quentin Carter. That's that's that really is what it what it comes down to. As you were talking, it, it kind of kept what kept coming back to me was we looked at coaches now like Zach Taylor, former Husker in the in the NFL, a young guy obviously, and his ascent was was kind of meteoric. Um, you've got Sean McVay. Uh, you've got, uh, here I go. I'm drawing a complete blank for the 49ers coach. Wow. Shanahan? Yes. Shanahan, you know, younger guys, but they're regarded and they're looked at as sometimes they throw around, you know, an offensive genius or whatever it is, organization, um, ability to grind those sorts of things. It, it feels to me and kind of looks as fans that maybe that landscape is changing it's not necessarily oh you had to get in with this guy 27 years ago you know start out in you know in the film room and then you work your way up it's now kind of like hey I played I I did a little bit of work here I can do it and now at the same time you're willing to say you know what I had my I was running the offensive group for these universities and now I'm willing to to become you know go up and, and do a quality control job but now it's at a power five type program. Is that kind of how you look at it as well? Yeah. And being a, being a guy who, like you said, played small school football, coached small school football, um, you know, the opportunity to work at army and Matt, you know, Matt Drinkle, like I mentioned before, he was working up there and I got the opportunity to work with Jeff Munkin and, and Nate Woody and those guys. And it was a great first step um, into the division one world. You know, they welcomed me in, you know, I, they've, probably didn't know me from a guy on the street when I, you know, when I first got there, but um, just putting in the work and making sure everything that I needed to do and beyond was done. And then, you know, obviously when, if, if you do a good job and get noticed, um, you know, sometimes your name gets uh, passed along. So I was grateful for the opportunity there. And um, obviously the same thing here. And my goal is just to continue to, you know, do what I can to, wherever I'm at to, to help win and make the, make it a great experience for the student athletes there as well. Now, as a quality control coach, are you assigned to a specific position or are you encompassing the whole defense? Uh, so I'm primarily working with the defensive backs um, and I'll do some, I think, you know, like I said, I've only been here in a couple of weeks, but I'll, I'll help uh, coach Chenander out a little bit as well. Um, but we got some good, um, good guys in that room with, um, Dimitri Brim and Marcel and Quentin and guys like that, that, um, you know, being able to 
kind of cover all the bases and we work really well together as a team um, just in the short time that I've been there. So, um, you know, it's a team effort, but um, like I said, primarily be working with coach Fisher and um, the defensive backs. Hey coach, I got a question for you as a, um, so you led some pretty prolific offenses when you were the offensive coach uh, at, at Midland, I believe. Do you think that really helps you since you've been a uh, defensive analyst the last couple of years, last year and this year? Do you think that really helps you on that side of the ball, be able to see things from a different point of view than some other guys that have only coached on the defensive side of the ball? Uh, it's funny you say that because that's I think that's the main reason that they wanted to hire me at Army is uh, so, you know, when you work uh, when you work there on the defensive side, a lot of times you're not going to see what you're going to see during the week of practice, um, <laughs> you know, what, you, what you're going to go against in the game. So, um, you know, getting there and really getting to kind of run the show of, you know, in the meeting rooms with Coach Woody talking, you know, when it's me and him one-on-one, -on -one, kind of game planning against each other, you know, talking back and forth like, hey, I'm going to – come out in this look what would you run and then him being able to go back and forth me at me and it's almost like a little chess master having um watching film and everything like that so um i think it does um like i said i get to sit down and watch some of the best offenses in the country on film every week um and not only you know understand like why are they trying to run it but being able to kind of categorize it a little bit better um you know if a play looks almost identical to there, you know, sometimes kids mess up. It's probably just the same play, you know, they're so even to the, like when you get into the breakdown categories of stuff, understanding that, you know, teams only run a certain amount of stuff and being able to kind of put it in packages of, Hey, how can we explain this to the kids the best and give them the best plan of attack possible um, to have the uh, most successful plan for Saturdays. When you, you talked about watching film with the transfer portal, the way that it, it is, and, you know, players are moving all over the place. You're watching film on a team. Do you then have to, let's say their quarterback, well, like Nebraska, Casey Thompson, for example, that quarterback comes in as a transfer. Are you then going to watch the quarterback's film from their previous school and look at those sorts of things? Or are you solely focused on what that team historically runs with their OC and, and their, their system and scheme? I think it varies a little bit. Um, you know, I, the team is the teams, obviously, you know, when, when you go into the next season, you look at, Hey, is the head coach there? Is the coordinator still there? And then you can always look at, Hey, did they bring in a coach from this spot? And what do they type, you know, what type of offense do they run? Um, I think on a case to case basis, you can look at, um, you know, certain position players, you know, if this guy's more of a running quarterback that transfers in, maybe they want to add a different component to their game or, um, you know, different tight ends, what sets do they use them? Is he off the ball, tight end, on the ball, you know, what different things like that. So I think it's more of a case-to-case -case basis, but um, you always go back and you take a, take a little bit of a peek at it, but it just kind of depends to, you know, what extent you want to go into it. So what you're telling me is at a certain before three games, you would have noticed last year on the goal line, Chancellor Brewington was going to kill a safety or a DB. <laughs> you could say that. You could enter, enter at your own risk. <laughs> yeah, correct. 
I think that's one of the coolest things about having a a coach that's got such a uh, different background than what we've got currently on the roster. Your experience in the Midwest, obviously you were up at at Army last year. I think it's really cool that the staff has brought someone with an outside point of view, such as the one that you have, to really help get that defense and keep that offense honest. Obviously, we know we've got so many new players out there. Nobody knows what to expect out of this team this year. I think having a guy of, of your caliber out there just really helps kind of get that defense to the next level. Um, and, and I guess my question is, since you've only been on campus, you know, or in, in town for about three or four weeks, have you got a chance to really work with Fisher yet or talk to Fisher or Chenander a whole bunch yet? Yeah, so I uh, basically packed up out of West Point and drove about two days. And then I was here that Friday. And then since then, I've um, you know, minus official visits or camps or anything like that, we've been kind of grinding away at it. And then once, uh, you know, after 4th of July hit, those guys kind of took a little time off, um, you know, some of the players and some of the coaches. Um, but, you know, that two, two and a half week, three week span, um, we were in the office every day. We were meeting, game planning, kind of looking ahead, um, really mainly the first first game but um kind of looking at personnel ahead that will play and and certain things like that but um I've had a good um time kind of sitting and listening to to coach fish and kind of how he teaches that's something that I was really um interested in you know how does the coach talk to their players um especially him he has a pretty big position group and understanding how to communicate with them, how to, how to reach them, how do they learn the best. Um, so you can kind of be prepared for anything really. So coach fish does an awesome job. I love, I love just um, kind of soaking it in, just being a sponge when he's talking and um, you know, coach Shenander as well. I got to sit with him kind of my first two days here and he kind of took me through um, just the basis of the defense and um you know, kind of what the install plan is going to look like. And from there, doing a little bit of work on my own and, you know, talking to the other guys in the back and just kind of preparing myself. But um, I've probably sat and talked with Coach Fish the most, just, you know, what lays ahead. And um, like I said, just being being prepared to help in, in any way possible. Now you bring up the – you brought up the DB room, but, you know, Shans and – and Fisher both those guys are quickly climbing some some watch lists for coaches to be hired away as you've gotten to know them and learned a little bit more about the team last year and that defense pretty much carried us how how do you guys rebound losing that much talent how do you how do you continue to be that that stout defense that that bends but doesn't break uh so just from even before I got here I thought they did a really good job um recruiting I thought they brought in some guys that um, can come in and and have a chance to compete right away and then just being around the guys who are here now in the summer uh, it's a really good group and I think there's some really good leadership and you know every every team you play is going to have good players but if you got guys that can lead and um, be good examples on and off the field and um I think that sets a precedent, not only for the group, but for the whole team. And on top of that, we got some good guys walking around, you know, just watching how these guys operate together, you know, 
walking out of the building and watching guys doing work on their own or watching film on their own. We have guys who are, who are really committed to winning and, and they know, they know what, you know, when you come to Nebraska, what to expect. And, and that's, that's why I came here, you know, army was a great program and, um, you know, Nebraska is Nebraska, you know? So I think we got the, the guys here in place um, to fill some big shoes, like you were saying. And I think that's going to be the best part, you know, just watching. Well, I wasn't here for spring ball, but just watching a lot of practices and the growth from a couple guys just from practice one till the spring game and then how they're progressing this summer. I think it, it there'll be a lot of guys that might shock some people with, you know, the, the, the competitiveness they're going to play with and, you know, just the amount of guys who have the ability to play at such a high level. Yeah. We love to hear that. I, I do have my eye, my eyes on the battle in that DB room. There's a, there's a lot of spots up for grabs and a lot of guys fighting for it. Yeah. And that's, that's the best part is you got guys that want to come in and compete and they're not, you know, they're competing the right way. They're helping each other because they know at the end of the day, whoever's the, you know, whoever the best four or the five, you know, those are the guys that are going to help us win. But, the, you know, football's football. You know, the next guy up, uh, whether someone gets tired, whether you need more DBs on the field, whether, you know, someone gets hurt, knock on wood. But, you know, there's guys that are competing every day in the classroom, on the field, in the weight room. And, you know, that's what really makes a team great when you don't have four really good DBs. But when you have seven or eight, that's what, you know, makes the team really deep yeah it's a it's a quality control coach then so and correct me if I'm wrong I believe coaches can work with the with the players up to two hours per week in the off like for right now is that is that accurate am I yeah, that's, making this yeah, up the new yeah the new rule that they have okay so when you guys are in the film room and I know like you can't be out there when they're doing seven on seven and you're, you know, those DBs are out there. You can't coach them. But when they get into the film room, are you allowed by rule to coach and, and teach at the at the video board and talk with the players in that room? Or are you still just in there providing information to the coach like Coach Fisher? And he's the only one that can can I, I hate to say speak to him, but he's the only one that can 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 coach to him during this time. And then, yeah. I guess, fast forward, then once the season starts, does that change at all? No, so I do, we do more of the front end work and I'll kind of, you know, if there's, hey, this is the install for the day or, hey, here's the layout of, you know, opponent X's passing game or whatever. And then he'll go in and kind of um, take it from there. And especially like that first week, uh, you know, I got there, I was taking more notes than the, than the kids, you know, making sure that I know, like I was saying, how he teaches and everything like that. But um coach Fisher will run all the meetings I'm kind of there to make sure everything goes smooth and everything's turned on and uh, you know and then after if there's anything that he might have missed or you know not covered just to make sure that you know all the boxes get checked that's coach, really cool since, oh, I was Go gonna say Jack. since you've been on, since you've been <laughs> on campus coach um have you noticed any guys really kind of taking that step forward and taking that leadership role that, that you've noticed? Uh, I'd say major, you know, being with mostly the D, you know, just being around the DBs the most, <clears throat> um, miles farmer, he's, he's, you know, 
kind of a guy that I think no he knew he needed to step up, and I think he's done a great job. Um, you know, he sits in the front row of every meetings. He's the one telling guys to you know put their phones on the ground, make sure they're not looking at their phones in their meetings. So um, you know, he's kind of been the guy that is uh, taking charge in that room. I think him and Quentin are probably the two um, that I've noticed the most of just being guys maybe who have been here and know like, Hey, this is their time to step up. But there's a lot of guys in that room, even some of the new guys that just um, might've gotten here in the spring. I think they're caught up football wise now and they're not, you know, they're not swimming, trying to learn the playbook and everything. And I think they're more comfortable and understanding, you know, there's, you know, roles for everyone, whether it's leadership wise or anything like that of, being able to take charge and, you know, once you can control, you know, yourself and make sure that you're squared away, you can start to help, um, help other guys along as well. So, you know, those would probably be the, the first two that popped in my head. But um, like I said, there's, there's plenty of guys in that room um, just in my short time here who have, you know, you can notice that are, are taking a lot of ownership and what's going on. Since you've been, you you know, you played it and then coached at St. Albion and now, you know, then Midland and, and Army and all that. So you're learning all of these offenses or defensive uh, structures and schemes. How do you as a coach and, and as an individual kind of sift through and filter? You know, I think the football language at, the, at its base form is probably pretty similar. Um, mm-hmm. Nobody's trying to nobody's trying to confuse anyone on their own team type of thing. But how do you kind of make sure that you are, all right, I got to make sure that this is how Nebraska says it. This is how Coach Fisher says it versus, you know, what what I had to learn at, at Army and and that. What's your process? Is it, do you, do you, I guess you enjoy that. I'm assuming you enjoy yeah, that. It's a yeah. little bit of a challenge, I, I, I assume, as well. Uh, it's, I do enjoy it. There's a little bit of a challenge to it, but, um you know, at the end of the day, football is football and a lot, there's a lot more crossover than you might think. And some things are even, you know, the word starts with the same letter, but it's just a different word. So, you know, like a thing that coach Woody did really well at army and what coach chins does really well here is they package stuff together and it allows your brain to learn it quicker. And then from there, so you learn the scheme. Now you just learn, you know, kind of the, the buzzwords you have to know for each thing. So um, there is a lot of crossover, which helps, um, you know, coach chins and coach Woody had a similar ish defense. I think a couple of years ago, they've kind of um, split a little bit, but a lot of the base terms are pretty, pretty similar. So it helps it, that helped me a lot, but just doing some, some extra work on the side, just making sure and quizzing myself or stuff like that, just being able to understand stuff. So um, you can regurgitate it and teach it um, if you ever have to. So that's kind of where I'm at now of the, in the learning process is, you know, you got the base stuff down. Now let's just make sure all the, the motion checks and all that type of stuff is, is squared away. And, um, but it's a, it's a fun learning thing for me as being able to, you know, be around different great coaches and understand their why and their reasoning behind stuff. And, um, you know, as a guy who's on offense for a while, you see how it plays out 
you see it on the on the board and then you watch it on film and watch it unfold and um it works out it works out really good so um it's been it's been a fun process so far um be getting here a little later than probably what most most people do had to speed up the process a little bit but um like i said that's something i enjoy doing so it's it's not uh it's not bad at all i'm gonna yeah. jump in there sorry jake okay no you're good real quick um so you talked about seeing it on the board and then seeing it maybe in the game or in the film room on film can you it's probably easy then for you to tell last year right that we we all know it's not a secret the team was three and nine um their their points given up and points scored in the big 10 were exactly dead even um they lost all those you know what eight eight of the games by one score or less or eight, all of them eight or less points. Eight, yeah and so when you look at that from your perspective, how easy is it for you to, to, and obviously you can't do this, you can't jump on Twitter and tell everybody to shut up, but you, you see that, Hey, they ran the play, right. It was just one little thing, or maybe the defense played it just absolutely perfectly kind of giving us the idea that, Hey, you know what? They are close. They're right there. It's not, it's not the play calling. It's not this or that. It's not the kid. They're there, but it could just be simple one step left instead of one step right or the or the defense. Is that kind of how you're you can look at things that that closely just coming into a new program or does it take a little while? Uh, you know, the first time, first couple of times you might watch it, it'll, you know, you have to see kind of how it unfolds and watch it as a big picture. But then it, it kind of as you start to hone in on stuff and you understand, you know, where everyone's supposed to be, when they're supposed to be there and how they're supposed to get there um you can start to diagnose stuff like that but that's what's crazy about this game is um like you said you're one one step one way or one step the other way is is a huge difference you know whether it's your leverage your momentum you know anything like that um that plays such a big factor and and especially in this league there's not a lot of room for error you know this um you know there's a lot of good coaches in this league a lot of good players in this league and you know everyone's going to put the work in. So it comes down to those 60 minutes. And a lot of times it comes down to one or, you know, two or three plays and that can make up a game. And, you know, like you were saying last year with so many close games, it shows, you know, you can get there, you're there. Now it's just that last part of finishing, you know, and it, it's not one side of the ball or special teams. It's, you know, you, you, you do it as a whole as a, as an entire team. So, I'm really excited to to build off of what was here last year and continue to build this tradition here. And that's what's so, you know, so exciting for me to be here is to leave a small footprint and do what I can. But um, like I said, there's a lot of guys who have put a lot of work in here long before I got here. So whatever I can do to help. And, you know, like you said, if we can find out a way we're going to get those guys in the right spot and we're going to put a great game plan together for those guys. And, um, like I said, we got a lot of good players here, so it's going to be a, going to be an exciting year. I don't want to dive too far into this because this is a never ending rabbit hole coach, but uh, I was a small college athlete. You were a small college athlete up until, I don't know, five years ago, I was very much against NIL just because of my experience. I've changed my tune. I totally support it. I'm just kind of curious as you have your feelings evolved on it, having gone through it without it. And now that you're at a big time school, you can somewhat see it shake out. Uh, or were you always for it? 
I was I was never really against it. It was always like, you know, let's just have a plan together for it. And like you said, I was a small school guy, and um, you know, being at being at Army, we didn't really have any of that either. So this is really my first couple weeks of it. But I think I think what what they're doing is right, and I think that there can be some good steps made here. And you know, those guys, you know, work harder than any other you know, students in the world playing, mm-hmm. you know, playing this game and staying here all summer and working out all the time. And, um, you know, it, it's nice to see them rewarded for stuff. And, you know, those guys, those guys work the tail off and put their bodies on the line every week. So it was all, you know, like you said, it was never something that really I ever had to, I don't know if anyone was banging down my door to give me any, an AL right. day, but, <laughs> but uh, you know, it is nice to see those guys getting, um, you know, for putting all that work in, I think, I think it's a good thing. Yeah. And, you know, I, you know, I look at like when I was playing small basketball, college basketball, I was still working during the season and that's kind of where I came from. But then it, it was 2013, 2014 ish. When, when I ended up on a D one staff for basketball and I realized it's not possible for them to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of where I started to change my tune a little bit. Yeah. And there's just so much, you know, there's no downtime for those guys, you know, mm-hmm. they're, whether they're lifting, they're meeting, they're practicing, they're eating, they're going back to meetings, they're, you know, and then you have a lot of guys who are, you know, kind of what I was saying before, when they're not meeting or they're not doing that, they'll do that stuff on their own, you know, and then they got to be students and they got to do that. So I think there's just so much into it and there's so much invested in it that, mm-hmm. like you said, there's not, there's not time for really anything extra. And I think the most important for the people who still haven't gotten behind it, I think the most important thing to remember is it's not the school paying, it's a business or it's us in the collective. They're not getting paid for play per se, but that program also generates tons of revenue for the school. They give scholarships to everyday students who, if they, you know, had a special skill can still go market it. So I'm a hundred percent in favor of it today. Correct. Hey, Coach, it, I have a question for you on um, as far as, as as schemes go, is there a school that you've seen on film that had a scheme out there that you're like, shit, uh, that that's throwing me for a loop or that's something I haven't seen before? Is there anything that kind of rings a bell for you as far as like you, just something you haven't seen before as far as game planning against it? You're talking uh, like the wing T, Zach? Yeah, something that's just completely <laughs> out, of the, out of the blue that you're like, well, I, I know Army obviously has, has a certain um, scheme, but is there anyone else that's like, well, shit, I, I don't know. I love by Nebraska fans. <laughs> the, the only one, because like even in high school, you play against triple option stuff and everything like that. So the only thing that was different that I'd seen was Wake Forest last year with the, you know, they do that, that slow, mesh point. slow, yeah, the slow mesh to the line of scrimmage, and it throws all of your defensive timing off. So that, and it's hard to replicate. That's what it was like, um, you know, talking with some of the coaches at, when we were at Army last year. Is like, this is going to be harder to replicate, especially for us, thin triple option because we run the triple option. But even for other schools, because the blocking. Um, the blocking's different, their footwork's different, the quarterback and obviously the running back mesh is different. So the timing was so hard to replicate at uh at practice. And 
Um, you know, they, 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 they played a really good game, made some big plays on us on third down, but that was probably the closest thing that I would say it's different than, uh, cause everyone, everyone will do different formations or tempos, which makes them hard to defend. But that was really the first time I'd ever seen that, especially in person was that kind of tempo mesh deal that they do. But that was really the only one that I would say was out of the ordinary from what I've seen or what that staff had seen before. What, what does that look like at uh, just stick with army? You know, you're playing a team that, you know, is going to throw the ball 60 times and you know, that army practices running the ball 60 times. What is that? How does that practice work? Is there, is there a guy on the team or is it, is it yourself? Is it a, a, a GA? Is it somebody that's throwing the, throwing the ball as a, as a scout team type player to, to help you guys as defensive coaches and with the defenders or how do you, how do you work through that? Uh, so we actually, <laughs> I loved our scout team guys at army. They were awesome. Um, we had, we had a couple kids that could sling it. Um, <laughs> you know, for being for being freshmen, whether they're true freshmen or prep school guys, um, they were down there with us, and they actually did a really good job that whole week. Because um, it took, you know, our uh, our coaching staff like telling them like, hey, whatever you've been taught, you have to slow it down to you know, a quarter of the speed you're used to, just to make this time up right. So, um, you know, they did a pretty good job, but it was tough. It was, um, you know, because you those guys go from, you know, being in a four point stance half the season. And then we'll, you know, they had to, you know, look like Georgia state or look like Western Kentucky and, you know, kind of run a more traditional zone shotgun type offense. And then you go to that and we're showing them the film and they're kind of like looking at first, like, Whoa, whoa we, we're supposed to go that slow. You know, you're <laughs> you never had to tell kids in football to slow down before, but um it was uh, it was interesting, and you know those guys did a good job. And like you said, it was it was a fun game. You know they made some some plays there that you know we wish we had back. But it was uh, it was a a good experience. And you know those guys, like I said, those guys did a good job at, at practice replicating it. So um, it was uh, it was fun. So having been in a in a staff room, I'm sure you guys are ordering out a lot. What's coaches go to takeout place for your guys' lunch and dinners when you're when you're stuck at the office? Oh, I I don't I haven't been there long enough to answer that one yet. I okay. don't know. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. What's the best one you've had? Uh we haven't had any we've had we had for the camps, they had firehouse subs, but other than that, we haven't um it's kind of just been we'd be at the in meetings and everyone kind of had their own deal so far we haven't been you know putting in the long days oh, like man. the camp days yet but um i'm looking forward to it. it's good to get back in the get some midwest food back in me gotta get are you able to chachos there you go <laughs> yeah shameless plug for for our buddy nick maestas at machachos there he does some he does some <laughs> cool things for nil too um, do you get a do you get a head over to the training table then when the, when the teams go as a staff? Can you guys you guys get to partake in that food um, yeah, and do so all of that as well? Just, yeah, this just this summer. So that's mainly what we've been doing this summer, just uh, okay. for lunch and everything like that. But um, like you said, I'm it's been uh, 
it's been a good treat. I've hit some of the some restaurants around here. I'm trying to trying to check more boxes on them and getting more of the Midwest fast food, the canes and the runza and all those. Hitting those, you know, I had a bunch of those up in Fremont and missed them for 16 months. So it's good to get some of those guys back. How uh, how cool and aren't even cool is not. I'm not even going to do it justice. The the Army Navy game as a as a coach and staff member at Army. How what was that experience? I know we see it on TV. Um, the excitement, the pageantry, the appreciation that I know I have for for both of those service programs. Um, what how was that for you being part of that? It was uh, it was incredible, and that's putting it lightly. You know, I I went so I went to the game in 2019. Um, with that was uh, Matt Drinkle's first year there, and um, he invited me up there to watch it. And you like soak it all in as a fan, and you're like, man, this is really cool. And the same thing you're saying, like just appreciation for all the people there and you know, all the big names there. And then you then you work there, and then those two weeks are, you know, you're head down, grinding it out, making sure, you know, you have everything perfect to a T, you know, the game plan, the situational stuff and, you know, everything like that, because it's such a big stage. There's no other games on that day. So you want to make sure you over, you know, you know, check the box twice because you get in front of that big, you know, MetLife 90,000 or whatever it is. And you walk in there and you see the jets and the helicopters fly over and, you know, you kind of want to make sure, Hey, everything, we went over this twice. The guys get it, um, but just just the the whole experience and you know being down there a couple of days before and getting a practice down there and um, we actually had the guys that um, went over right after nine eleven. Um, those twelve um, special ops guys who went over uh, the first twelve guys in Afghanistan. They were. They came and I think four of them spoke to our team and just stuff like that. Where you, is that, you is that part of the 12 strong group? Is that the horse, yes, the yeah. horseback? The horse I just, I, no shit. I just watched that two nights ago. Yeah. yeah I go through it and, and Drake and I've had these conversations. I'll just kind of go down wormholes of, of military movies and just my, yeah. again, like I said, appreciation is there, but for you to say that isn't, that is crazy. How was it? I mean, I'm kind of getting chills right now. Um, yeah. Was was how was that for you? Were you just were you almost just like one of the kids then, just kind of soaking it all in? Oh, absolutely. I probably like them more than the kids because I'm, yeah. like, I'm like you. I just love. I'm, I'm a big. You know, I was never military. You know, I've had family members in the military, but mm-hmm. that was something that always piqued my interest. That type of stuff. So when they, one of our, um, he's the fullbacks coach there now, but last year he was like our <laughs> admissions liaison. Um, he like knew one of them from when he was in, uh, I believe, Ranger School, if, I, if I'm if i saying that right. Uh, and he's like, hey, they might be coming. And I was like, shut up, dude. They're not like, don't get my hopes up like that. And then they come in and they they were hilarious. They were great dudes. They, you know, they told a lot of good stories and, you know, they got deep when they had to. But it was. Uh, it was an unreal experience. I'll remember that 45 to 60 minutes for the rest of my life. It was one of the coolest things, just just being in the same room as 
you know, actual American heroes like that. Yeah. They're, you know, that's <laughs> something that you can check off the bucket list right there. And those wow. are some of my like favorite stories and podcasts to listen to personally is the stories from, from those kinds of guys, because what, what they've sacrificed and gone through is nothing that we'll ever experience. Yeah, and, and that's, and there's a couple of guys on staff, you know, Blake Powers there and Mike Vitti and guys like that um, who had served and, you know, you work in the same room as those guys. And I'm, I'm like, Oh my gosh, these, I was like, these guys are way, you know, they, they've done way more than I could ever think of, you know, and they're sitting in the same room and, you know, I get to learn from them and learn, you know, learn how they lead. Like that's a, you know, that's the leadership Academy of the world. So I just get to soak it all in from, from guys like that. And, so just being around those types of people, that was a really, you know, just the whole year was a great experience. But, you know, that that moment was it was just kind of surreal when that happened. Yeah, definitely. So being a part of the game last last year, the Army Navy game, and I don't care what anybody says, that game has the best alternate uniforms in the sport. Year <laughs> in, year out. What's your stance on alternate uniforms? I, I'm a I'm a big fan, especially when they're when they have a, a a meaning behind it. You know, I think some people can get out of control with them a little bit, but you know, like especially those, you know, we they they plan those uniforms two or three years in advance. So, tour, you know, those guys, uh, our team, our coaching staff, no one knows what they look like until the Monday before the game. So the only people in the world are the our Nike rep and our equipment manager, the only one. So, like, when you do it like that, and you have that built up, like all yeah. year, like, what? Because like, they did such a good job um, making them throughout the years, and like, so for me, it was like Christmas. I, we went over to the mess hall, and I'm like, what are these uniforms going to look like? Like, we're all guessing what branch or what you know unit it's going to be, and what it's going to look like. So. It was a it was a surreal experience, but I think uh, I think when you have you know any like alternate uniforms like when you have a meaning behind it or you have like something with that, I think it's really good. I think some people get a little out of hand sometimes, but uh, that's just my opinion. Yeah, we we had last year. I don't know. You've probably I don't know. Maybe you haven't seen it um, when they did the the alternate uniform uh, for the anniversary 9-11 and, but the buildup to it. And again, like you said, there's some people that you can get it taken out of hand, but some people just don't appreciate stuff. We had, there was a, they were filming and they're preparing this release. And so people were, you know, people got bent out of shape, missing the entire meaning, but just the idea of, you know, what that uniform means, right? So you're trying to figure out what branch and what, what, uh, uh, what unit is going to unit is going to be there. And then, but for us to have a representative like, like Jackson, who he, he's now transferred out, but you know, Navy, Navy, SEAL. Navy SEAL walks on for the Husker stuff like that. But those are the, those are the stories. Now you've got an entire team of guys that are not only putting it on the line on Saturdays, but eventually they're going to put it on the line for their country and to kind of go through that and for people to bitch about, well, it's not quite the exact color that I remember from like, come on, forget that. It's just, there's, there's more to it. And you're young enough that you appreciate it and you've grown up with the alternate uniforms. I'm old enough to know it was two colors and, and stripes 
or no stripes and solid pants or not solid pants. And that was the, you know, that was the big deal. So, you know, to, to look at it from that perspective and, and, and get that, that's, that's really cool. But yeah, those, when those come out on social media, it, uh, it, it creates some, some buzz and it's, it's really cool to, to see, okay, it's Monday. We're going to see what these look like. And they, Drake, you nailed it. They are the best in the business. Never um, miss. I've never seen a miss. Yeah. Even that one year when like when they did every position group had its own. Like, <laughs> How, um, was it helmet? Was it different? Yeah, they, they had different helmets. So I remember I remember the Navy guys best because they had aircraft carriers, battleships, and like fighter <laughs> and fighter jets um, on their helmets. So yeah, they they never miss. Uh, Coach, we want to be respectful of your time, so I'm going to ask you one last question um and then Fitz if you have another one feel free too but I've got, I've got five or six more <laughs> normally normally I ask this a different way but because of <laughs> a little bit of our converse, conversation instead of asking for your top five sports movies I want to know your five your top five military movies oh wow oh, man okay it'll probably be Saving Private Ryan's one uh, I'm probably going Black Hawk Down is two. I'm going to go Lone Survivor is three. These last two will be tough. Um, also, I don't know if this makes it harder or worse. I'd give you a pass if you said either of the Band of Brothers series on HBO. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm going to stay true. I'm going to stay true. I'll, I'll go all, all movies. Um, I think uh, I'd probably have to go probably Platoon and then Ooh. 12 Strong. Okay. Either tw- either 12 Strong or American Sniper. I see those as kind of an overlap in yeah. the same time yeah. period and everything. But those would probably I, be my six. Now that's more of my time frame age-wise, so I'm sure. I throw 13 hours play. into that back end too <laughs> with, with, well, as far as time frame. That is a really good, and that's the, that's the different part in a way is that, you know, platoon, it's showing what it could have been and what it maybe was during that era apocalypse now, like, you know, just chaos and things like that. But we're now, we're seeing these movies that are representative, more representative of um, 9-11 of, Mm -hmm. you know, the war in Iraq and, you know, and things like that. So that's, yeah, thirteen hours is a is a real real good one as well. It's uh, it seems like it's never going to end, and it, but it's just kind of nonstop. It's, <laughs> it's really yeah. cool. Um, what what's so you were at Midlands, obviously, and I'm a lot of Nebraska kids there. Mm-hmm. Um, probably some coaches that are from the area as well. So I'm guessing your understanding, maybe even experience of the Nebraska game day is is probably a little bit better than maybe you know coach quentin next to you stuff like that mm-hmm. what are you are you looking forward to that do you have any um ideas or just kind of expectations or and then i'm going to just add this all into it in my seven part question here um what are what's your role then on a on a game day for nebraska and then i do have a follow-up so i'm going to leave you with jesus that. hey you're welcome you're welcome drake <laughs> um so yeah i you always heard like growing up being from Chicago, you know, that was before Nebraska was in the big 10. So, you know, it's kind of like, Oh, that's, you know, that's a big 12 school, but you always heard of Nebraska because they were so good. You know, that was like right in 
my era of me growing up um, of just how good they were and always on top and everything like that. So from there, once I, when I moved here, you know, you don't realize when you're a kid, yeah, they don't have any pro teams. And then I move into my house in, in Fremont and every flag down <laughs> the street is red. And I walk outside our first game day and a guy's walking out of his house with all Nebraska pajamas with this whole family with Nebraska pajamas. And I'm like, oh, these guys aren't messing around here. Uh, <laughs> and then, one, you know, when uh, I think you guys had Ohio State for game day a couple of years ago, is that right? Unfortunately, yeah. that, game, well, that game went south in a hurry. <laughs> a funny story off that. We're in the locker. So we were a, a 1 p.m. kickoff, I think, and you guys were a night game or maybe we were a little earlier, but we were in our locker room before the game and guys are watching game day on their phone. And I'm like, God, we play in like 45 minutes. <laughs> so knowing like once I saw that, I'm like, oh, my God, I was, I was like, this is this is a real deal. So I'm, I'm extremely excited for it. Um, you know, just the, like I said, the tradition, the passion, the fans have, you know, where, where I live now, you can see Nebraska flags everywhere. I still got to go purchase mine now that we're all settled in. So, um, but just the, the understanding of how great that, that place is and the stadium, you know, you, you drive, off the highway and you see the Capitol building and then the stadium, you know, it's, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a great experience. And, you know, we got to take care of game number one, but, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm looking forward to that first home game as well. And, um, your have father, you ever your been father, to a game in Lincoln? I have not. Okay. I've had a lot of, a lot of friends that have, and, you know, I'd see all the videos and pictures, but, um, no, I had, I had not, we were, you know, I guess, yeah, we, we played usually all the way through. We'd have like a bye week zero and play um, pretty mm. much all the way through. So um, we never really had a Saturday off. Or if we had a bye week, you know, there's a away game or we were going to watch, you know, high school games or something. So, um, but I think for the game days this year, uh, I think I'll be in the box based on my talks as a coaching staff. So um, I'll have a great view great view of the stadium and everything like that. So, um, no, I'm just like, I'm just looking forward to it. And like I said, we want to win handle business in the first one, but, um, you know, that, that first kickoff at Memorial is, is going to be a, is going to be a special one for me. They got to let you uh, on the field game. Line. I was, I was going to say, can you, can you run out of the tunnel and then just go back up and take the elevator up to the box? I mean, yeah, just I'll to... just say, I don't know if I can make it up those stairs. I will have to get <laughs> yeah. Well, if pe enough people recognize you, you wouldn't, it would, you'd be up there and it'd probably be halftime by the time you got there. That's, um, yeah, that's <laughs> game, game number one, do you, I assume you get to travel to Ireland with the team and go and have that uh, experience and, and go through everything that uh, the whole staff will go through, correct? Yes, sir. Awesome. That is awesome. Are you looking forward to that or yeah, yeah, it's all right. It's Ireland. It's. I am. Cause I'm like 50 or 60% Irish. So it'll be cool to, get out there i've never been to europe so it'll be a be a cool trip and um you know i'm excited for our guys to get out there too and playing against northwestern that'll be a that'll be a fun one so um i'm really looking forward to it it'll be uh it'll be a nice little nice little trip but um like i said we're uh 
we just we're we're all looking forward to game one, whether it was in Alaska, Ireland, doesn't really matter. We're just we're ready to ready to take game one. That's that's very cool. That is very cool. Yeah. So we got what next uh, next Thursday practice actually starts. Is that correct? So you got or is it on the fan day? Do you guys practice on that 26th with fan day? No, we'll practice the day after. OK, yeah. so then and then there you go. So it's no no more movies, I'm assuming. No more. No, the, no the movie time has come to an end. We're, uh, we're, we're getting ready to roll. We're I'm uh, going through uh, going through stuff tonight, making sure. You know, everything's squared away and um, I'm prepared just so I can do the best job possible. So I got a, I got my movies out when, uh, you know, the 4th of July week and took that week and now we're ready to roll. So we're, uh, like I said, we're just all, I think we're all itching to get back and um, it's going to be a, it's going to be a fun camp and a lot of competition. Awesome. Uh, I know. Yep. Fans are excited. Drake. Yeah. Yeah, we are. Well, coach, thank you so much for your time. Um, we'll let you get to it and uh, talk to you soon. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me. Do it again. Yes. Do it again later in the season if you've got some time and get a little bit more perspective. And I, we can talk about all the schools. And I've got, I probably, I do really have like 20 more questions that popped in my head that you just kind of, what you talked about. It's like, okay, you've got so much experience in, in this window. So uh, we'll have to do this again. Absolutely. You guys just tell me when. All right. Thanks, Thanks, Coach. Coach. Thanks, Uh, Coach. Appreciate you guys. Members of the congregation, let's raise our Kool-Aid-filled glasses and drink to all the things that were, are, and forever will be Nebraska Cornhuskers. Go Big Red.